You're listening to Between Blue Worlds on Open Lines Radio. Follow Angie on Instagram at Between Blue Worlds. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for Between Blue Worlds. Enjoy! I liked... Hi, guys. Welcome back. This is Between Blue Worlds. I hope Mark already introduced me. God, I fucking love when he does that. Can I tell you a little bit about what's happening here? Um, who Mark is? Mark started in our lives as Hobo Safe Camp. If I believe correctly. If I believe correctly. Not remembering. I'm believing at this point, people. Because remembering seems a little faulty, don't it? It's all believing. <laughs> I had to ask my husband the other day, I said, did you tell me we had an $800 water bill this month? And he said, what? No. But I remember him telling me. It'll be interesting to see if that happens in the future. He walks out the door and he goes, you won't fucking believe this. I was watching Burn Notice one night. Kind of drifted off to sleep. This was probably six years. Oh, ten years ago now. Time's flying, isn't it, friends? I was watching the show Burn Notice, which I really love. I enjoy it immensely. I love Fiona. I love Michael and Weston, their whole interaction. I love all the spy shit and the clues and the reality we're all creating. Because if humans were wiped out, spies would exist as much as any animals had them. But clearly their network is different than the ones humans have created. It's such a thing. It's so complicated. If we were being honest with our children and sharing these things, wouldn't the world be kind of exciting to step into instead of boring and angry? I, I grew up feeling terrible for the children of the past. It was a, the former childhoods had been largely demonized and then also romanticized in many ways. And one of the ways they did that and that we're able to now, because now there's adults that have had it their whole life. So we can differentiate with technology. We grew up having this. We didn't have that. Two miles in the snow, uphill. My husband and I were talking the other day about how we, uh, yesterday, we haven't heard a Polish joke in a while. Younger people than me listening to this, I'm 36. If you're younger than me, message me, have you heard a Polish joke ever in your lives? Did you know there's Polish people? Polish go largely ignored, don't they? Just white. Categorize them as white. They're not real white, though, if you look at Polish people. But they fluctuate between being claimed by Germans and Russians, trying to fight for themselves. Largely Jewish. Used to be. Jews are dwindling in number. Wow, really small numbers of Jews left. A lot of it has to do with not being willing to date outside Jews. You go extinct. You don't crossbreed. Ding, ding, ding. We stumbled onto something. There's something. Where's all my friends when I need them? This should be a show where, not where I have a guest, but where I, it's like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Hey, there's a show a lot of you may not have even known existed now that are even old enough to listen to this. Why am I tripping out on age and the differentiating so much? Am I older than you? Younger than you? Fucking old soul conversations. 
man, I want to respect everybody who's ever complimented anybody saying, oh, they're an old soul, blah, blah. I don't mean that at all. I think it's a fabulous compliment. And I think that I felt very accurate in saying, you know, they just have that new soul kind of thing about them. I don't know that I've said that and felt wrong in saying it. And looking back, it doesn't feel wrong. And yet I want to say every soul is the same age and all that stuff. But that just not may not be the way that it is. I want to be fair. I feel like I don't have the answer until it's perfectly fair. I don't have the ideal outcome until I don't have it perfectly clean. I don't have all the other bacteria killed that could possibly live here. So everything is perfectly white. And it's only me. What is that puritanical idealism that exists when you live inside too long? What is white? What's white? Living inside, low melanin, usually indication of cold weather, right? It could not be. You can get white from living in caves or deep sea. Both places are probably cold also, though, because warmth comes from sunlight. And warmth from fire, I don't think, changes your melanin content does it? Does campfire, if you're around it every day, make you, if it was dark otherwise, make your skin appear different? I was watching, I'm not abandoning that thought, I just don't want to lose this. As I was watching a thing and they were in Mongolia, and I have always felt kind of called by Mongolia. I fucking love it. Uh, my brother from another mother and another father, <laughs> uh, another everything from another country. <laughs> uh, he was born here though. Uh, he, uh, he died and I feel like including that because it's in my life and I think that everything that's going on for us, um, <clears throat> is there in our voice, isn't it? I didn't want to talk for a long time. I stopped doing Periscope. I didn't want to spread the shit I was dealing with. And then you start singing when it's awkward and your energy and you got to cross your legs and you're moving and you're not moving and you're like, you should stay still. Just let it pump through you, these poor kids in school. Someday the schools will have to answer for making kids sit still. Every study says it's the worst thing for you and yet we still keep prescribing it and that's been changing. There's all these... Meaning well teachers. Very few of them are having sex with their students, aren't they? It seems. Come across it quite a bit. I wonder how common it really is. Because if you think about people you know, if I think about my groups in school, the people I hung out with, and I think about some pretty legitimate stories I knew, like I'd be pretty shocked if I found that it were false. I'm trying to think of like even one where a girl, like, told me, like, dude, that guy, like, straight up attacked me. I know. Would we call that into the experience? Try to remember all that? I only remembered on 90210. What does that tell you? That it's out there, but not as common in my groups as it is in some other ones. And that they also wrote about it on 90210. And meanwhile, a lot of other shows did, too. If we just had those two facts and we didn't put them in the context of all the spokes of the bicycle wheel that we're on here, if we didn't go 360 directions and 360 different directions and three... Oh my God, roadside shamans trying to kill me! 
1 a.m. Was it 1 a.m.? I don't know. It felt like 1 a.m. It could have been 10 o'clock. But it felt like 1 a.m. You know, like some, there's just times in history that feel like 1 a.m. This was one of those times. And it could have literally been, but it never will be again once my mail arrives. Because BZ here is changing my life. Uh, no, I, so human design, I am going to explain Mark to you. This is all leading to that. Don't worry. Be on the edge of your seats. It'll be a long time, but I'm getting there. I'm just busy. Um, we just adopted this dog, Holly, who's just a little pixie, little pixie stick, and she's got a white face. We never wanted a white face dog. Neither of us have ever been drawn to him. We didn't pick her out. She was a parking lot puppy. Um... She'd ha she was a puppy who had puppies, probably. Very loose stomach and nipples and stuff. And, uh, you know, all the signs are there. And she'd been dumped. And the people she was dumped on were very, very sweet, but they had a lot of small dogs. They had three or four small dogs that were picking on her terribly. And she wasn't fighting back, and she was really scared. And, uh, but, like, you know, not totally. She's, like, she's, she doesn't, she's just happy like if you beat her up she's happy if you make her happy she's happy if you take her for a walk she's happy if you don't she's happy if you cuddle with her she's happy if you don't cuddle with her well you're gonna cuddle with her when she wants to cuddle but right now i don't even really know where she is she was laying down and we we're just all kind of wandering around and she's just been kind of this cute i told myself to tell my husband that the fairies were back there would be little things happening. And I think I've told him this throughout our relationship a few times. And he he knows that it's fine. And so he kind of takes note to himself. But he doesn't do anything differently necessarily. Or he'll let me know when something happens that's a little odd. Or listen to my stories of the things I notice. And really it just is. It's like this hyperdrive of synchronicities. And then... Things that gravity would do anyway, and they're just kind of helped along their way. That pin works. I left it there for you. You could use it if you want to. You draw it on the table. Man, my grandma would have died if I had gone to draw on the table or something, you know, reacted. And she's dead now, and I can feel her not caring, and it's pretty chill. I can feel like her human personality being relaxed into the reality of being dead so it doesn't matter. And like all those times you said that, you got to sit with it. It didn't matter. You could have let him do it and just chill. And it wouldn't have mattered. It could have turned into something cool. But then that makes my genetics calm down, you know. It talks me down. And one of the things I do is I'm a medium. And I didn't know that when I met Mark, actually. I've never met Mark in person. I've never met Mark or Holly or any of our friends. Uh, well, I met my... Okay, so here's what happened. Parking lot dog had no name. He called her a bunch of different things. And then everybody said Holly almost at once. And it clicked. And I went, shit. So I messaged Mark's wife, Holly on Instagram I said okay decision time I explained here it is sent a picture it's name's Holly but we gotta spell him differently at least and I wanna call it an homage and a tribute and it's like if if it's a channel that'd be fabulous too oh my gosh could we just get to the point where our intuition 
is like where we can view three animals. I know we already can. I'm doing this for the the plebes, right? Can we use that terminology? Is it long enough now that plebeian isn't racist? Could you imagine me throwing that around on a podcast a few hundred years ago? Plebeians used. Depends on which circle. Some would be outraged. Some would congratulate me. Some, some would just nod. I started to research the Cannibal Club. Uh, there was a post. I'm not even going to repeat it. I can already feel it. There was a post that led me to research it. And I googled the Cannibal Club. And there was a anthropology society that wanted to talk about things that were not puritanical. They weren't whitewashed. Uh, they wouldn't fit into our society. But they wanted to be able to still talk about them interesting way of looking at it. I've never explained it that way or heard it explained that way, but it was things like cannibals and incest and things that you're not allowed to report on. So like our kids' school books have varying amounts of, oh my god, do you guys know what the qualifications are to write a fucking textbook? To write a textbook for your child's learning for their entire life, for your adult learning, for any learning, it's all, it's companies that write them, you know, when you see on the spine. Unless you have a really good professor. And then they just choose books. Like Dr. Menino, who I'm just adore and am in love with. Um, he's a he's a teacher at Santa Rosa Junior College that teaches human sexualities. I'm in love with him educationally. If there's anybody that doesn't understand this, then you wouldn't understand when I called you a plebeian anyways. But you have to understand there's just these layers and flowers of different kinds of admiration and for me, he was a teacher among teachers, and I just adored listening to him speak. It was this huge auditorium, and he would just say these massively uncomfortable things to whole audiences, and to exit the auditorium, you you had to, unless you really knew the building. There was a back way, but you basically had to exit towards the, towards the giant screen. And so at the end of class, he'd put a giant uh, vulva not a vagina the vagina is just the opening but that's the word we know it's common usage all right he put a giant like pierced tattooed butterfly vagina on the screen at the end of class so you had to walk towards it to walk out and those this was the years before i remember finding a book with photography from burning man at barnes and noble and it was like the most amazing thing to me because only a few people ever went. Um, I mean, the festival was big, but from your individual cities, so the United States has 353 million people in it, give or take a few. Um, so if 40,000 people go to something, you are in a major city and very popular, if you know, too. Or it's happenstance, <laughs> completely, right? If you're going by odds, then it's then you have to live in a major city. But if it's happenstance and you could live anywhere and it's just you happen to have a neighbor that goes to this thing that was an artist that created it. I had somebody that wanted me to go or wanted our group of friends to go. I don't know if they were inviting me directly. I can't remember. I think I've told this story differently depending on who I was telling it to over the years. Not really for any reason other than to protect the weird level of text messages I got from the person that was that was very popular why did I protect them because they were in a weird place in their life I didn't want to fucking ruin their whole life because they were being kind of weird and clinging to me and it's not even taking it out on me I didn't give a shit I was just happened to be the one that was in the radar when you were like needy 
And I kind of shrugged it off because that's all that it is. I mean, who gives a shit? I don't. I don't care. Um, isn't that letting people treat you like shit? No, I told them not to. I was a dick to him about it. But I didn't ruin his reputation over a momentary thing. If he had kept on going on or I'd ever gotten hurt or anything like that, entirely different. But what I told him was like, no, straight up, that's weird. Um, Thanks, though. And no, I'm not going to your friend's house either. Because he wanted to go build fences around Burning Man. Then they'd give us free tickets. And I'm not down. Again, ancestors spent a lot of time inside. Let's talk about race real quick. I fucking have be- I have a hard time being outside for a long time because it's fucking sunny and I get sunburned and uh, relatives are all all about the skin cancer. You know, uh, I sniff because I just reading up on skin cancer. Uh, I think the things we do to prevent it are really detrimental to everything. Um, if you are so worried about your own personal skin cancer that you're going to poison the oceans around you every time you're swimming, I know, does that sound crazy? Like suicide yourself to save the ocean. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying go out for a little while and then sit in the fucking shade and cover up for a bit. Don't smear yourself with chemicals that also kill things. I'm nervous because I know a lot of people that would get mad at me for saying these things. Or at least at first kind of perk up, right? And I'm not ready to see where they perk in which direction. Because the words that they say stick with me and they kind of, they haunt you. Words are echoes, they're wavelengths. Once they're out, can't take them back. Suck them up. Nope, they're waves into eternity. Broadcast everything I'm saying. I have fantasies about, I have fantasies about writing a book called Who Do I Talk To? I spent a lot of time growing up when I was pooping, reading the fucking, what is that guy's name? Somebody messaged me. Um, There was this guy who used to, my dad had his book in the bathroom that we had gotten him for Christmas. We got him like two of this guy's books. And he would write these fake, Laszlo, Laszlo Toth. And there was like companies that would be excited and be like, we are so excited to get a genuine Laszlo Toth letter. My dad always really admired the pranksters, like the merry pranksters, not like the fucked up guys, but like, I have a hard time with pranks because I like things that are genuinely funny that don't hurt people. Don't like when people get hurt. It's hard to watch. I noticed that my youngest, when there's scary things on TV, he covers his ears, not his eyeballs. Sometimes he'll cover both, but his ears are first. That's interesting. I started doodling, and then all of a sudden, not just now, but like years ago, I had doodled so much in school and growing up, and that was another thing my dad really instilled in me was drawing. We had a lot of, I don't know, we had a lot of downtime and technology didn't work because we were in that in-between phase where American families weren't, generally weren't creating their own food they were buying it so their time had to be filled with industry or their so that their time could be 
and was. It's not, I don't think there's some bad boogeyman filling our times with our work. Did you hit your face? Does it a little bit hurt? Do you want me to kiss it? Do you want me to put ice on it? You want me to... Oh, look what you can do. Do it again. <gasps> Hi, kissy face. I just think babies are cute. I think it's crazy. Uh, I can hear all the... Well, not all babies are cute. Yeah, sure. Well, there's always an exception. If I keep doing this, I'm never going to get anywhere. I think, uh, I think my baby is really fucking cute. I've watched a lot of other people's babies that I think are cute. I think, oh, our new dog. I didn't, um, I was telling you, so she's got a white face and she's got a, she's, but she's a blue nose pit. So she's got a black nose. Blue nose pits just mean they have a black nose or a gray nose. Red notes have red noses. They're mixed with different dogs. They're all giant chihuahuas, I'll tell you what. Or chihuahuas are giant, or miniature pit bulls. I don't know. But I own both, and they're the same fucking thing. They have all the same fucking mannerisms. My husband is kind of not wanting to see this, but it's very fucking true. And when our little dog passed away two days later... Sometimes, as somebody who does dog rescue, there's something, a dog you come across that you know you resonate with to a point that if nobody else shows up, you could be the only one. Like, you could be life or death for them. And whether we create our reality with these moments or not, I choose to follow through on them. I, I like the feeling of doing it. Um, I For this dog, I brought my mother and my youngest with me. And my eldest would have gone with me, but he was somewhere else. Um, and honestly, going at him, he's so sensitive. To go into a dog shelter right now um, at his age is going to be... I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I was thinking about doing the dog walking thing with him. Because um, I worked for a humane society and had to quit when I was pregnant with him. I didn't have to. I chose to because, damn, man. It was rough being pregnant and working in that... I want to share some really sad stories to, like, motivate animal adoption happy stories right now, and I don't know if I should do it. Because there's just, there's stuff that you as the public get to choose whether you're going to view it or not. You can change the channel or scroll past it faster and not read the article. Or nothing ever gets shared about it. Most things go totally unreported. Think of all the amazing things you've had happen in your life or weird things and whatever and how few are even documented anywhere at all. I think it's it's one of those jobs to work in that there are people that are so fucking corrupt and so sick and so desensitized from generations of working with these same problems that don't fucking go away. There are always stray dogs. There are always stray cats. There are always animals that need something. There seems to be no end of screwed up people you can interact with and find somewhere and run into if you're into that sort of thing, I suppose. There's a lot of people who advertise the answers I think that's very ballsy of them. I hope they never choke or die on a boat. Does that happen? 
Can we talk about Doreen Virtue for a minute? That was the first thing I think Mark and I ever big disagreed on. Doreen fucking Virtue. Nobody's right or wrong about it. He's like, I'm right. I'm right. We're both right. I agree that we're both right. I bet he agrees that we're both right. We agree, on, we agree that we're both right, that we disagree on Doreen Virtue. I think she had really solid value. He probably says that too. But she was harder for him to buy into. And I saw that. And he talked about it. Because she also made a ton of fucking money for a while there. Or we thought she did, didn't we? And then she started this farm in Hawaii. She shared a lot. And then all of a sudden she was selling all her clothes. And her jewelry that she'd gone on tour. And she started... Her husband started showing up in all her videos. Oh, I'm getting the creeps. I want to wiggle my shoulders all around. Her husband, Michael, started showing up in all her videos, reading the Bible and doing Bible quotes. And she slowly only started doing, like, garden fairies. And then, so she's she's never going to go on tour again, is another thing she was saying. And that she's just going to be in the sanctuary farm. And then you're just hearing more and more. Oh, we got this many animals dropped off. We had to get all these animals fixed. And it's like her, the reality of just the life and death cycle came crashing in on like the life that had afforded her to ignore it. To be all light and love, you have to live first world. Period. And like in a really specific way, you have to ignore everything. Is that fucked up? I don't know. I haven't gotten that fucking far. Turn this off if you have. Because <laughs> I don't know. My friend just died. My dog died. Have you ever heard that joke? What happens if you play a country song backwards? You get your friends back. You get your wife back. You get your dog back. You can tell that joke like a lot longer. It's a really funny one. My dad was really good at telling jokes when I was a kid. He was like the best joke teller. Best dad jokes. I don't know that I ever appreciate him like I do now. He's not dead. I'm talking about him like he is. Because I just talked about the other people that were. And man, my first panic attack was that my dad was going to die. I remembered I was four years old and I was standing in the shower and he had to come stand there with me. And be like, it's, I was just not having it. I want it out. I want out. This reality's fucked up. I'm not playing anymore. The stakes are too high. You mean every time he gets in a car, he could never come back? Trigger crying and car phobias and all sorts of fun things. Nobody can convince me they know exactly what death is like. Because then everybody would know. I feel like if one person knew everything, then everybody would know everything. Why? I don't know. It just makes more sense that way. It doesn't make sense that any one person could know everything unless everybody does. Or at least has access to knowing that they know it. I think it will, that's, that's the great equalizer. I was watching Burn Notice, there's a line at the end of the first season that's fucking fantastic. He said every spy is a spy because they're looking for the next answer. The next big reveal that will make something make more sense for everybody. We'll tell them something that will have that click moment. That real, real harsh high. You can go in either direction, huh? 
I didn't. I never could have believed they were cheating on me. I never thought my friend would just randomly die. He's supposed to come home in like five days, dude. It's fucking garbage and it's all mysterious. Doesn't make any sense. Of course, you can't just die. Has to make it all complicated and overseas. Make me super grateful for living here, let me tell you, babies. I'll put up with things. I don't want to live somewhere else. I read the stories about the princess of Dubai hiding in London right now. She's trying to get her kids and her out of Dubai safely. Her fucking husband's like, oh my god, it's crazy. Dubai is crazy. Look up how they made it. Don't go there. Don't give them your money. It's fucking nuts. Tarot's still illegal in Egypt. Do we create these places just to keep ourselves in place? Look, it's scary over there, so I'll just stay here. Maybe. Maybe it'll get less scary when we get ready to go into the next phase. They say travel is on the rise. Air travel is supposed to be just growing astronomically in every generation. It's got to get more comfortable and more safe. You're stuck in the air with these people. There's got to be a better way than having education be so frustrating. And you graduate and have a life be so frustrating. This is inner city problems. I'm not talking about country people. You know? There's things I explain in messages with people. People message me a lot on Instagram to talk about stuff they don't want to talk about publicly. Because I talk about it publicly and then they can talk to me privately and then they can figure it out. And then sometimes they end up talking about it publicly and sometimes they don't and sometimes they agree and sometimes they don't. And it's all pretty cool to watch and see. And I've had people that just adore me and then suddenly will disappear and ghost on me. And I've had people that say they hate me and then end up, you know, following me forever and being a huge supporter. Speaking of following, I don't want a Charlie Manson. That's never been my goal, so I want to make sure that there's other words besides following, but I can't find other words. That's the words that the program put in there. The program. That's interesting. Oh my god. You guys should read the Ancestry fine print. Look it up. Here on here on out referred to as the project. I read a lot of fine print. It's kind of my thing. Like I get off on it because it's really weird. And when you find great fine print that's really bizarre, Subaru commercials used to have some pretty good ones, but it had already been done so many times. But Subway was my favorite fine print. So at the end of the Subway commercial, it says, 9 out of 10 doctors, blah, 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 blah. And it said, the Doctors Association, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the Doctors Association, heart healthy approved by the Doctors Association. Then at the bottom, the fine print said... The Doctors Association contains no actual doctors. <gasps> As if it's a sandwich ingredient that they're letting us know is like, actually sawdust. No, no. It has no actual doctors. So what is the Doctors Association? Probably nothing. It's probably a freaking memo that says we should do this. And so they do it. And there's nobody to stop them. And it's a fucking game. But some people have not been told they're playing a game. So they're losing. They're being convinced 
that there is something else entirely going on, and it could be any number of things. There's all sorts of overlays. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you're out in the forest by yourself and nobody is there to explain some things to you, those things are man-made. They're created. So they're not the answer. They're not the answer to the game. It's either in everybody or it's nobody. And I think it's in everybody. That's how I met Mark. I love you guys. I'll see you on the next podcast. This is Angela Drulani. This has been Between Blue Worlds.